0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson, brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.
1: Welcome back to 2022. Hope you got off to a banging start this year. It's wonderful to be back with you once again for After Dark. Tonight, Gabrielle Laurie is going to be talking about something that, well, we don't talk about enough, and that is a sexless marriage. She's going to be talking about how to get the juice back into your connection if this resonates with you. Timberlina will be along to dispense her special brand of drag therapy, and Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality will be taking us through a grounding practice to start the year off right, both in and out of the bedroom. My name is Louise Wilkinson, and you're listening to After Dark
0: the brain is the biggest sex organ so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist Gabrielle Laurie helps us navigate our way around the bedroom or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark?
1: Well, it's always a pleasure to welcome our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie to After Dark. Welcome back for the first time in twenty twenty two, my love.
2: Woohoo! I'm excited about this year. It's gonna be a good year.
1: It will be a good year. Uh but I did see a meme that said, um You know, nobody come out and say that 2022 is going to be their year. We're just going to ease in gently, not make any noise, not ruffle any feathers because we said that in 2021. So I'm, yeah, I'm all for easing in slowly. And on that note, um, (laughs) see what I did there? Love that segue. (laughs) We're going to be talking today about being in a sexless marriage and it's not a sexy topic, it's, but it is something that we may have come across in previous relationships or we find ourselves here now and uh, it can happen so easily. Life happens. And so, you know, we are juggling kids and a full-time career and trying to fit in family and trying to fit in friends. And all of a sudden we realize that our connection with our partner is just non-existent.
2: Yes, yes. And you might also be experiencing the four R's from all that stress, which Mm. we just spoke about in the last segment, which is the resistance, resentment, rejection and repression. Mm. So that leads to sexless marriage too, when you haven't talked about the little things when they were little and now they're too big to talk about.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So so here we are and we're in this situation where there is no juice in the connection. So as a sex therapist, what are some of the things that you would recommend to get couples back on track? There is a specific technique that you like to use um, to to get couples to reconnect, isn't there?
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, it depends what couples come in with, why the marriage has become sexless. And like you've just mentioned, there's Millions of reasons. So we might have to heal some stuff too. First, like um, trauma from infidelity and lack of trust or um, and body image insecurity that's come from that, or we might have to help a woman heal from birth trauma, um, which has caused some dyspareunia or vaginismus, or guys might have erectile dysfunction or sexual performance, anxiety, anxiety. Um, premature ejaculation, there's all kinds of things that can build up and lead to a sexless marriage. And just plain boredom or, you know, or initiating sex in a way that doesn't work for your partner's body. So the best, easiest way I've found for couples to get back into a good sex life together after after we've healed all the other stuff is the Sensate Focus exercises by Masters and Johnson? Right. Um, these were sex therapists. that created this in the 1970s. Wow. So, but I, I mean, I do some adjustments, and I tailor it to the couple's needs depending on what the couple has gone through. Um, I ta- tailor these exercises, which are really just what they say, Sensate focused, instead of being orgasm focused or performance focused. Um, for the first maybe 10 weeks, you might not be having sex. You may just be doing sensual touch exercises to reintroduce you both. If you haven't had sex for a year, it's going to be awkward if you just try and do it straight away. You know, you might feel like strangers or but not, not happy strangers, <laughs> strangers mm. that know each other too well.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And- Feel a bit inhibited and embarrassed, or so. Starting out nice and slowly with some central touch exercises really makes people feel more comfortable as they build up slowly to the more advanced exercises as the weeks progress.
1: Yeah, and I love that. What we're, what you're basically doing with that technique is straight away, you're taking away that expectation of performance of reaching orgasm. That is not the goal, and that takes the pressure off um, because, you know, that, that can be a lot of pressure on both partners that they feel like there has to be this end goal and there has to be this, you know, resolution to the sexual act. And, you know, this is about taking all of that away and just focusing on the connection.
2: Yes, absolutely. And it's, and it's a relief for a lot of the couples that come in, but – Sometimes their partner, and it can be the male or female partner or or the gay or lesbian partner, whatever partner, one of them might have a fear of intimacy or that kind of vulnerability. When you really slow things down and you start practising sensual touch and being present with your partner, you can't actually disappear away into your head, into your own fantasies about being in the jungle with three other people that aren't your partner, you have to be present. Yes. And some people find that really uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's why these are good exercises because on the way, between every two two exercises, I, the couple come back and see me and we we look at what's been triggered.
0: Mm. And if
2: someone's got some resistance triggered, then we can work on their fear of intimacy or if they've got something else triggered. So it's a beautiful kind of tool to help us tweak things and then get back, you know, some partners might really want their partner to dominate them, you know, have BDSM fantasies but they haven't told their partner and both the partners might turn out to be submissive. So Mm. both of them are waiting for the other person to throw them on the bed. So no one's throwing anyone anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that turns and learn to become a switch, which mm. is sometimes a dom and sometimes a sub.
1: Yeah. So it's very, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's often surprising. I mean, you think you, you can pick people whether they're whether they're going to be dominant or submissive, and sometimes you have it wrong. Um, and you know, so you you really do need to know sort of where you sit and be able to communicate that um, so that you know needs are met and and um, we're not leaving our partners guessing.
2: Yes, definitely, and and sometimes people like high powered. People with huge responsibilities that are dominant in the workplace actually like to have a rest from this and be submissive. Yes. And, you know, told what to do and not have to think about it. And yeah, they can love that. Whereas some people that are really shy and maybe don't have much power in their career, they're, they're pretty good at being dominant in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Makes complete sense. Yeah. Never, yeah. But the sensate focus exercises, I suppose they might start out like um, sitting on the floor and facing each other and mirroring uh, the lower drive partner's hands. So they start to feel safe that you can copy what they want. And then they might get you to, in the next exercise, get you to lie on the floor uh, fully clothed while they just lightly touch you all over the the way they want to be touched. And then you have to copy that.
1: Yeah. So
2: lower drive partner feels that you can really start to kinetically learn what turns them on more especially if you've been initiating sex in a way that doesn't work for them like going for the target areas too soon and they've been too shy to tell you so this is a nice sensate focus way of learning that
0: yeah
1: i love it Wow, I tell you what, there is you're like your bag of trips is, is like the Mary Poppins bag. Every time you come on here, there's something else that you just pull out that is like this whole new technique that just, you know, revolutionizes and, you know, fixes so many problems in the bedroom. I just, yeah, you blow my mind every time you come on. I love it. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad my degree in sexology <laughs> covered so much. It's got so many tricks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I really didn't even have to invent much on my own. They're all out there, but no one has time to research it. So, yeah, go see a proper sex therapist and you can learn some really great stuff.
1: Excellent. And if I was to recommend one, it would be our very own Gabrielle Laurie. So make sure that you look her up. and. Gab, thanks so much for joining us once again on After Dark.
2: Oh, you're so welcome. Excited for the new year.
1: Me too, my friend, me too.
0: Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The Queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark.
1: It's time to welcome back the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, Timberlina. Welcome back to After Dark, my love. Allah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So today, um, last week, we um, you had a question around um, female anatomy and you're completely lost. But I am excited to share that I have a question that you can certainly help with this week.
3: Yay.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. I have the hand job basics down, but I'm looking for some advanced techniques that will take it to the next level. What do
3: you suggest? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, straight into it. I know. Boom. um, (laughs) Hand job techniques. Um. I don't know. I feel like when you're doing a hand job, you need to like really like be able to read the person. Yes. Because like, and then you're going to know if you need to go further. I wish people could see my hands right now. I'm like <laughs> literally. Yes.
1: It's quite, um, it's quite an interesting display I'm getting people.
3: <laughs> um. I guess you need to be able to read the person and see if they're enjoying it or not. Cause I know a lot of guys that don't actually enjoy a hand job.
1: Yeah. Um, Chafing and stuff.
3: So, yeah. It's just like, maybe, like, do you need to add lube and get more adventurous? Do you need to, like, start slow and then speed it up? Do you need to start really fast then slow it down do you need to edge them a bit more like I don't know just play around with it and Mm. have fun I guess like who knows like I can't say every guy loves the same kind of hand job because they don't they do not like it
1: yeah and
3: look Vanessa Here's what we're going to do. We're
1: going to give you Timberlina's hot tip, so if you wanted to progress from hand jobs to head jobs, there is an anti gagging hack that Timberlina <laughs> has.
3: Um, I think you, you should share your- with this lady So I teach this at most of my shows, um so you put your thumbs in your pa- in your palms of your hands, and you bring your fingers over you squeeze quite tightly and then you just go straight down on it and you should be able to go take it all no matter what.
1: Yeah, and not That's not gag it like it, yeah, it suppresses yeah. the gag reflex. So, yeah. that was our bonus extra today. Uh because yeah, look, you know, you need to mix it up and um, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Some guys don't like hand jobs, but I think all of them love hair jobs. Uh, well, um, oh,
3: well. I don't
1: I know, I know. What is wrong with you?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably a lot. A lot is wrong with me. <laughs> this segment's called In Bed With Timberlina and no one actually comes to bed with Timberlina. <laughs> we say it every week. If you would like
1: to date Timberlina, hit us up, DM us. <laughs> All right, here we go. Tee I have trouble looking at my partner in his eyes during sex. I feel you should be able to make eye contact for extended periods of time before needing to look away, but I can only do it for about three seconds. Mm. After that, I feel uncomfortable or awkward. I don't know if it's years of bad sex or feeling worried that I don't look like I'm enjoying it um, or that it's just hard to be vulnerable or something else, but I need help. Eyes wide shut. Can we repeat that first part? I have trouble looking at my partner in his eyes
3: during sex.
1: Oh. I know what the problem
3: is. Let's see what you come up with. Oh, I love that you know the problem. Oh, see, I for, since starting drag, I can't make eye contact with people at the best of times. I used to be like a big eye contact person. Um, I feel like, oh, I don't know. Over to you. I have I don't have an answer. This is probably the first time I don't have an answer for this. Okay, let me tell
1: you. We're we all gonna learn here. All right. She is scared to be vulnerable. Eye contact is how ha- is a is a level of connection, right? That you can bump uglies all you like, but you're not connected to that person, right? Eye contact is really the, the, you know, windows to the cell. And if you can't, you know, connect with your partner by looking them in the eyes, um, that's where the oxytocin and and all the bonding hormones and all that sort of stuff start kicking in, right? So you're blocking that because you don't, you're shying away from, you're not shying away from sex, but you're shying away from intimacy.
3: Yeah, that real connection. Mm. (laughs) Look them in the eye. Look them in the eye. Open your eyes. Look, get into their soul. Feel that connection. Kimmy, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at boy. Look at boy. Oh, that's great. I've learned something. Here we go. I've learned something this time. So Yay. I love that. people into your soul. Yeah. I want
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Last one for this evening. It says, Dear Timberlena, I'm trying to get advice on how I can better handle mine and my girlfriend's sex drives. I'm the one who wants sex more frequently than she does. I've tried bringing up my needs with her multiple times without pressuring her, um, but letting her know that this is something that is important to me. I wonder if maybe she doesn't enjoy the sex that we do have, which is why she doesn't want it as often. I'm definitely open to learning more about her needs, but she just won't talk about it. What can I do?
3: Such a common problem. It is. It is really, really a common problem. I guess, like, we, I feel like we discussed this a little while ago, but in a different context, which is like starting that like foreplay during the day with them. Yes.
1: Yes. So our, yeah. um, Gabrielle Laurie, who's our um, resident uh, sex therapist here on After Dark, talks about women being a cold bath and you have to warm them up, right, over a period of time. You cannot just grab the anatomy and go, oh, be turned on. It doesn't work like that. It works for you guys because you've got testosterone. But we actually have to – you have to um, seduce us cerebrally, you know, yeah. so maybe some um, some flowers, some sexy texts through the day. You know, start working on the foreplay at nine a.m. Boyfriend.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's and that would like probably help a lot more because then they feel that um, emotional connection for the relationship, not just like the. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, and then look them in the
3: eye for the release yeah. of oxytocin. and they'll love you forever. See? Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Perfect. And four play is great. A hand job and a blow job and then wham bam, thank you, ma'am. You'll be oh, I, all in for it. I've just got so much out of
1: tonight. I mean, I feel <laughs> like I feel like we've delivered the whole sexual package in seven minutes. I think I love it. Yep. Yep. Who needs therapy? No, people this do is need the therapy. For us. <laughs> All right, my love. Well, thank you once again for joining us on After Dark and we will see you same
0: bat time next week. See you then. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's conscious sexuality.
1: It's my pleasure to welcome back for the first time in 2022, Jasmine Carmen from Conscious Sexuality. Happy New Year, my love. Happy New Year, Louise. My goodness, that has flown. Hasn't it? Absolutely, it has. And, you know, we've got through the whole chaos of Christmas and holidays and, uh, you know, and got to the end of 2021, which is an achievement in itself, really, let's be honest. Uh, So, you know, you're here tonight to kind of usher in the new year in a great way.
4: Yes, absolutely. And something that I love to do um, in my own personal practice, especially around busy times of the year, is to remind myself to ground and to really center myself back into my body. Yes. Um, and I know a lot of people can feel this, especially after the Christmas and New Year rush, um, holidays, getting back into work. It can all feel a bit much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to bring a really beautiful sort of centering practice to everybody tonight Um, just to remind you that you don't have to feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants. You can walk along feeling like you are really grounded.
1: Love it. That sounds like the perfect remedy. Yes.
4: (laughs) Yes. And look, the thing that I love about these practices too is they can be used anywhere and literally for anything. So, you know, if we're talking and we're coming back to sexuality, um, it can be used before sex. You know, um, if you really want to be having sex with somebody but you're feeling a little bit, Caught up in your head a little bit, like, oh, there's so many things going on, so many things to tick off your to do list. It's a really great way to drop into your body and to become more present in yes. what you're doing. Um, you know, it can be used after sex as well, because sometimes we have out of these world experiences, um, and it can be a really um, great way to connect with your partner or with yourself after sex. Um, It can be used also even like if you need to have a big meeting, you need to, you know, kind of summon up the courage to share something or put boundaries in place. It's just a really versatile practice um, Mm. that helps you to bring yourself back into your body and remind um, your body of the safety that you can cultivate.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right.
4: Excellent. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, Louise, close your eyes. Okay. Now, draw attention to your breath. Mm -hmm. And now I want you to consciously take three deep breaths inhaling, exhaling, inhaling, exhaling. One more time inhaling. And exhaling. Now just allow your breath to settle into its regular pattern. And you're going to start by grounding yourself through your two feet that are on the ground. Or if you perhaps you're sitting cross-legged, feel that connection through your sits bones, so through your tailbone, and feel that you're connected to the earth our mother earth, the deep roots that do connect us in. And so feeling that energetic pull that goes to our roots and into the earth, it goes through the chairs, through the foundation of the house, allow it to just sink in and energetically connect you. Now bring your attention to how you feel right now. Consciously become aware of them and then let those feelings keep flowing through. And now we're going to slowly move up through our energy centers. So we're going to move up through our roots, up to our pelvic floor, feeling that light energy swirling through. We're going to keep moving up through our sacral zone, our belly zone. We're going to keep going up to our heart space and just feeling, imagining that energy that we're cultivating like a light circling through our body. And then keep moving up and you're going to go through your throat, energy center, moving further up to our eyes. And then finally we're going to reach to the very top of our head, which is our crown and we're going to feel all that energy that we've just cultivated and that it's climbing all its way up. And now I want you to specifically focus on your pelvic floor, which is the space of our sexual energy. And through that, feel that cultivate and feel that energy that you have just created, pulling you up a little bit taller, a little bit straighter, kind of envisioning a light kind of coming out from the top of your head and just sit with that just for a moment and bring your hand to your heart and then to seal everything in that you've just created, I want you to take three deep breaths Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. One more time, inhale and exhale. And then when you feel ready you can return back to wherever you are right now, wherever you're sitting, blinking your eyes open and feeling fully embodied and present within yourself. Yeah. And knowing that whatever you're stepping into now, you're fully there.
1: I loved that and I really did feel that grounding and I did feel that energy sort of swirling through. I hope that if you're listening that you did that as well because, yeah, it just feels amazing and it took five minutes. It's, yeah, so so quick to be able to centre yourself, isn't it? Uh, You just have to remember to do it and make it a priority.
4: Yeah, that's exactly it and that's what I love about it is it's so easy, so simple, it's just taking that quick moment, to remember to do it, and it can really change how you're feeling about a certain situation or going into something, um, and it can really make you feel way more in control and way more grounded in who you who you are and who you want to be.
1: I love it, Jasmine. Um, this is one very relaxed and scented host uh, bidding you farewell tonight. Thank you for setting me up for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> So welcome Louise. <laughs> oh dear Look, you know if I if I had my way I'd think I'd just uh, go and make myself a cup of tea. but um, you know we do have the rest of the show to do. So I really thank you for uh, centering us all tonight. Uh, that was a beautiful practice and happy New year to you my friend.
0: My pleasure, happy New Year to you too. Sometimes cheeky. Always fun. It's after dark right here on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: It's time for me to bid you farewell once again for another week, dear listener. Hope you got a lot out of tonight and we'll be back same at that time next week for more shenanigans here on After Dark.
0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live
4: Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.